Welcome back to Seven Figure Fitness Business. Today, we've got a discussion about our first ever live event, which we just ran on the weekend. And in a lot of ways, it was a big success. But as with anything that we do for the first time, there was also a lot of things that could have been done better, a lot of mistakes, a lot of failings. And so the point of today's episode is that we're going to be unpacking. We're going to be sort of telling you the truth about the things that we liked and the things that we didn't. And all of this can be tied back to you and your fitness business and, in fact, your life. Because the real topic here is going to be about the imperfect action that we took. We could have spent months planning this event and getting every little detail, trying to eliminate mistakes before they occur. But the truth is that that's never really going to happen. And so what we did is we launched an event, which was ultimately a large success. And we're going to make sure that the next one is even better. So Jay, you put in a huge amount of work as did you Iggy into this event. What did you see as the biggest learning experience of the day? I think the thing is that we now have a template for future live events. So, you know, I say this all the time to our clients that, you know, you need to gamify the process because it's not about how much money you make today, this week, in three, four weeks' time. It's about the potential and what you can make in the future. So what we've actually done here is we've built ourselves out an asset. Now, I want you to think about this like weight loss. When you've got a client and, you know, in one week, they lose weight. In the second week, they gain weight. They might have had a meal of pasta the night before. They lose weight. They gain weight. It's not linear, right? And all that's happened this week is we've learned all the information like you have at the start of a weight loss program, and we haven't seen the success that we want, but we've learned and we know how to lose weight now. And we know in the future that with this asset that we've built, it's going to be a far easier process. Mm. Yeah. And I love the fact that when you approach it with the right mindset, a lot of people are afraid of failure so much to the point where they hide behind the excuse of waiting for everything to be perfect, waiting to make sure they do it right. And they're afraid of making mistakes, which is like one of the most ridiculous things you can think of. Like we make mistakes every single day. So if you learn to embrace that process and look at it as what it's supposed to be, which is an opportunity to learn, you're going to be able to like do things and not be afraid of like making mistakes or failing. Like we, there's a lot of things we could have done better with this first live event, but the most important thing was getting it out of the way and actually committing to doing it. Cause we were planning on doing it a few months, maybe like a month and a half ago, but things, one thing came up after another. And before we knew it, there was like 10 days left to this event. We're like, all right, <laughs> we got to figure out how to make this happen. But that's the beautiful thing about having the right attitude when it comes to like making mistakes and quote unquote failure is instead of looking at it and being afraid of like, oh man, we don't have, we didn't, we didn't give it ourselves enough time. We don't have this. We don't have X, Y, and Z. We need to spend more time doing them, figuring out the marketing, all those things. We refuse to not make those excuses. And while like, you know what, this is a learning opportunity. The money that we're spending on putting this thing together, we're investing into learning the process. Right. And when you have that attitude that you're just learning this process and you're not you're not so dependent on the outcome, it allows you to really learn from what you're doing. And I think that's like the biggest success that we got from it is the fact that we weren't hung up on, 
uh, we got to make sure we get our return on our investment or we got to get X amount of sales, all these different things, which we did get hung up on a little bit where we're going back and forth trying to figure out the, the numbers because we we have to figure it out. But we're like, you know what? And I think it was actually you that did this, AJ. You were like, we're just paying to learn this lesson. <laughs> but I mean, this, this event turned out to be a profitable event. It's just that, you know, I think it, it can be scary to do something like this. Ultimately, a big mindset shift that so many people need to make and probably still haven't made is that learning and growth is not black and white. You don't just go, I'm successful. I've got it all. Thank you. Right? Like for us, we are constantly doing things that take us out of our comfort zone. And I don't know about, I mean, it might've been a bit different for you, Iggy, because you've done a lot of presenting and you also were behind a computer zooming in from Tennessee to Sydney. But for me, when I got up and sort of spoke my first couple of words, I'll be honest, I was sort of feeling it. I was like, you know, I was feeling the nerves, feeling the adrenaline. And that's because I wasn't in my comfort zone. But doing things like that, there's a thrill that comes with it. And it's kind of like just dunking yourself in like an ice pool and sort of waiting for the, the freeze to go away. And then all of a sudden you start to feel better again. And I think people have aspects. I see this all the time. I hear this all the time. People wanting to come into our world is that they want it. They know that they need it, but they're just not ready. And then up comes all the shit excuses, right? I need a program. I don't have enough money yet. And there's all these different things, which these things ultimately are coming from a place of fear. And those fears are the reasons why often people never succeed. Yeah. My mentor used to call this like the test of uncertainty, which is where people, because it's something that you've never done before, Mm. right? There's a lot of uncertainty that comes with it. And so because we're we're afraid of being in a situation where we're uncomfortable. There's a lot of uncertainty. It's not stable. The results aren't guaranteed. We start to make these excuses saying that I need to get ready or I'll do it when X, Y, and Z happens. But if you've never gone somewhere, how are you going to know you're ready for that journey? Right? There's no way you can possibly prepare for a journey that you've never really taken because you don't know what's expected. So the biggest thing that you got to be able to do is just take that first step and make it happen. Like with us, I think this event can be summed up as like done is better than perfect. If we waited to have like the stars aligned, we never would have gotten this thing done. But the fact that we weren't willing to let all the minor details stop us from actually taking action, we got it done. And now when we go and do it again, we have this incredible pool of knowledge to pull from and things that we can use to adjust for the next event and so on and so forth. So for those of you guys who are like on the fence, like you're, you're waiting for everything to be perfect, just done is better than waiting for it to be perfect. Like just figure out how to get it done. I like what you said there. Iggy. There are a number of minor events, and I think it might be good to run through exactly what those uh, minor events were. I uh, think that my favorite part of the entire day was when we had uh, tech issues. We were using an older computer, which we're definitely not going to use an older computer again. And, you know, you were presenting, except the problem was our screen froze. And we could see you talking with no sound. And I'm standing in front of the screen and I'm going, Iggy, Iggy, stop talking. I'm sitting in the for like five minutes. It took seven (laughs) minutes of you just talking, watching, you know, watching your mouth move. And we're just going, oh, gosh. And we got you, eventually got you back on the line. Of course, just to put context on this, Iggy zooming in from um, from Tennessee, um, and this event was in Sydney. But uh, you know, there was seven minutes of Iggy talking, and we had to ask him to uh, rewind just which a is, little bit. 
which is hilarious, you know, but it's like, if you, if you have a perfectionist mindset, you'd be so embarrassed at that. Yeah. Right. You'd be so embarrassed. Like, ah, I can't believe we had this tech issue come up and your attitude in those kind of situations, you make of it what your, what your attitude is. So because we didn't make it a big deal, people who were there didn't make it a big deal. You know, we laughed about it and we're like, you know what? <laughs> it happens. And what's funny is like, even the audience was way more understanding about it, right? They were like, yeah, you know, it happens. I, don't, I didn't hear anybody complain about it. I didn't see anybody trying to give us a hard time about it. But because our attitude about it was like really laid back and was like, you know what? <laughs> I just talked for like seven minutes straight and I was like, you know what? That was just a dress rehearsal. Let me... <laughs> Yeah. It's funny because what what ended up happening was that screw up, which was something that, you know, we probably could have avoided, but in, in the context, it seemed unavoidable, right? Tech was going wrong. It actually kind of ended up being an example of us doing what we say, because we had made a point of saying that, hey, you need to take imperfect action. In fact, we're doing that with this event today. Things will probably go wrong. And when they did go wrong, right, that was just an example of how things break And when they do, the world doesn't necessarily end. You know, I did this many times back in the day. I put myself in the head of, in the head and the minds of other people. And I think, what are they thinking? You know, and I start to stress myself out these days, uh, you know, when, when the tech broke, I just remember sort of smiling and thinking, you know, well, this is, this is fine. You know, this is funny. It happens and no one cared. You addressed it on the head. You just said to everyone. So this is the perfect example of perfect uh, inaction. And I think that. You know, people understand that. And I I really love the fact that you did that because it was a real lesson that a lot of people experienced and went through because I'd say, you know, in that room, that's a big thing that many of the people there related to. Even talking to them, they had these programs. They just weren't able to bring in leads because they were scared of putting themselves out there. They were scared of, you know, creating content, putting out videos. Yeah. Iggy, I've got a question for you. So whenever someone levels up, it's almost inevitable that there will be some thoughts in their mind potentially of imposter syndrome. Now, of course, some people handle those thoughts very well, some not so well. I think imposter syndrome can be crippling for some people. You've always struck me as someone who handles that very, very well. So how do you go through the process of amping yourself up to present in the way that you do? What sort of goes through your mind? You know what? Let's not even make it about presenting, about taking on new tasks and growing into new skills. How do you go about that process? For me, I think the most important thing that I've been able to dial in is just knowing who I am. I know at the end of the day, in anything that I do, if I show up with a genuine attitude to serve, to learn, and to just grow and really give it my best, nothing else really matters. So when it comes to like, let's say I'm starting something new and I want to, and I, and I, have to overcome the fact that I don't know a lot about this thing that I'm diving into. I just analyze myself. All right, well, do I really want to help these people? Yes, I really do. Am I here to to learn? Am I willing to learn? Am I willing to make mistakes and and learn from them? Absolutely. And am I going to give them my best effort? If I'm going to give them my best effort, then for me, my attitude about it is I could fail miserably And it's not going to affect who I am because one, if I learned from it, it was a success in my mind. If I showed up genuine, it was a success in my mind. And if I gave it my best effort, it was a success in my mind. So even if it like on the outside looks like I'm failing, if I'm doing any of those three things, for me personally, 
it's a success. <laughs> so that's how I look at it. And, that, and that's how I approach everything when it comes to business. If I, we're going to dive into something new, I assess myself and make sure I'm showing up as the most genuine version of myself. And I'm not trying to put on a show, put on a front. And if I do any of those three things, my attitude is like, wow, that was a, that was a home run. Yeah. I, I, I like to think of it as, you know, what sort of person am I in life? Am I going to take the decision that's going to allow me to, you know, be a success, provide for my family, improve in business, make more money, or am I going to sit on the sideline and watch? And this comes down to your goals. This vision's aligned. I know that where we see this going is we're going to be the number one fitness mentorship in the world, right? And do you think, you know, someone who's the number one fitness mentorship in the world is able to give presentations? You know, like I envision this a click funnel style thing, you know, thousands of people in a room, you know, listening to us talk, bringing along a whole bunch of high profile guests so that they can inspire the audience. And this for me is just one step towards that, you know, outcome at the end. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. We talk a lot about in sales and it's really transferable to everything, why people need to do things, why they need to make a change, but equally important is the cost of inaction. And I think that's the cost that people tend to overlook is that they think about what if this goes wrong? So what's the cost of acting and acting poorly? But they don't think about the cost of not doing something. And, you know, if you look at this sort of in terms of pros and cons, realistically, like what is the worst thing that could have happened on the day? And what would have been the fallout of that, right? Let's say, for example, we put on an event, we put in a lot of effort, no one showed up, right? That would have been a waste of time perceivably, but we've, we've prepared an event, right? Or what about if Iggy, what about if Iggy starts presenting and, and his, his whole thing's gone? Or if we seize up and we look like idiots at the front of the room, like what is really the fallout of something like that? And how many people have been impacted by that scenario? In the scheme of things, we're talking about small things here, but let's fast forward five years time. Let's say if Andrew and Iggy and myself are all still too scared to put on a live event because of imposter syndrome. We're still trying to perfect the damn thing and we're worried that tech issues will be a problem. So we still haven't done it. We're going to be confining ourselves to this little box where we haven't actually been able to grow outside that. And the cost of that is far, far greater. Yeah. yeah. And there's always ways of looking, you know, there's always wins here. We had a videographer film the event. If no one had showed up, we would have stood there filmed ourselves going through the content so we can repurpose it and use it later, right? And we can use it as a, as a virtual event. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you exactly. Know? And, um, you know, there's so many different ways that we're going to repurpose that. And as you said, a virtual event, um, allow people to access, you know, cut it up, use it for different content. If we'd frozen up during the event, it would have been fine. We all would have helped each other out, made it flow. And, you know, that's something that you can then look at, figure out why it happened and fix for the next time. Yeah, my, I remember, I mean, I'll never forget this because I remember when I was uh, still working at a mentor who was training me on like leadership development. And he offered me a position where I was going to be taking on a big responsibility, right? I was going to be taking over an operation. I was going to be really, really big. And I was terrified, right? And he was like, why, what are you afraid of? I was like, man, like there's a lot of things, you know, people are depending on me. I can make mistakes. I can let people down. I can hurt people, you know, all these different things. And then he was like, you know, what would you say to yourself, you know, a year from now, if you miss out on this opportunity because you're too scared, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'd really regret it. And he was like, the, the pain of perseverance, like, like the pain of putting yourself out there is much better than the pain of regret. All right. Where it's like, 
if you if you have to live with regret because you are afraid to take action, that pain is going to be nagging you for as long as you live versus if you try something and you fell on your face, it's going to hurt in a moment, but that's just going to be a, a little snapshot in time that you're going to get up and move on, move on from it. But if you have like, if you have regret that your things that you're constantly having in the back of your mind that you regret, he's like, I take the pain of like putting myself out there, making a fool of myself over the pain of regret any day of the week. And a lot of people don't understand that when, when they give into inaction, they're trading the temporary pain of putting themselves out there for a lifetime pain of regret <laughs> from missing that opportunity. Yeah. Right. And if you already bogged down by regret because of missed opportunity, the only way you can overcome that is you need to start taking imperfect action. You need to be able to put yourself out there and start gathering the experience from like really putting yourself out there and gaining the momentum that comes from taking action. And you're going to notice like all the memories that you have of inaction is going to start to be over overcome by the memories that you're developing from the new experiences. Like this past weekend, this was a great experience. Even though I wasn't there in person, just being a part of putting that process together. But man, this is a really great experience. I'm glad we did this, even though it was a short notice. We had every excuse to not do it. We're like, man, we 10 days out. This is a live event. We, we don't even have the ads on yet. I don't even know if the campaign, the reminders are ready to go. <laughs> you know, so many excuses, but I'd rather take the pain of putting ourselves out there and making, maybe making a fool of ourselves than giving into our desire to postpone it later. And like, you know, let's wait till I have, we have everything perfect and then let's do it later. That regret is worse than just making a fool of yourself temporarily. Well, there were, you know, there were a number of things that went wrong with the day. Um, and I thought, you know, we should really run through this because I think, you know, we mentioned before that obviously, Iggy, you know, talking seven minutes and us watching him talk, but, uh, you know, on top of that, and you mentioned the marketing before, it was supposed to be a um, 21-day marketing cycle. And unfortunately, we left it, uh, we forgot about the first 11 days and tried to get a push with uh, 10 days. And of course, when you're doing marketing, particularly in something you haven't, you know, marketed before, there is a learning curve and it does take time. Um, so the first marketing that we put up, we were really getting leads for $300 each you know, $300 per person to show up. And then obviously half of them aren't going to show to the event. So it wasn't looking very profitable. Towards the end, we started pushing that down. I think we started getting more towards 150, but there's still a lot of work to improve that, right? The next thing is that with that event, we probably used targeting that was a little bit outside the area and people didn't want to travel far. Um, that was some of the feedback we got that we were too far away for some people. And that meant that everybody was thinking that. And the biggest thing is, we decided to run an event on a um, the weekend of a public holiday, so uh, we were we were kind of wondering why our landing page was converting at three percent, and only three percent of people who visited were signing up to the event because that's extremely low. And then all of these things just really started to make sense. And we know from all of those mistakes that I'm uh, never going to uh, do those again. And the um, amount of money that we spent on that. It was a lot of money. I think we spent about $3,000 on marketing. But when you consider that for each sale that you make during the program, we're getting a decent, you know, far, far more than that. Yeah. And the awesome thing about it is like when you don't know what to do, right, and you don't know exactly what you need to do that's right, you can start making a list 
by just taking action, you can start making a list of everything you know not to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have a list of, okay, let's make sure it's not, a, it doesn't conflict with a holiday, right? So we have all these different things was like, do not do that we can turn into, okay, mm-hmm. these are the things that we need to do moving forward to make sure that this next event that we have is going to, we're going to be able to knock it out of the park. But we wouldn't have that list of mistakes if we didn't take the action. Like we wouldn't know what to do differently for the next event if we didn't just sack up and do it. Yeah. Do you know what I will say about the event is when push comes to shove, everyone who was there got a lot out of it and they enjoyed it. So in that sense, it was actually a really successful event. I know that every single person there enjoyed the day. And, mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing. And it doesn't mean that it was a 10 out of 10. You know, I think if we're probably being real considering what perfection could be, maybe it's a six, but that's exciting because people still love the day and we can make it better. And I think this is the issue here is that kind of back to what you were saying a little bit earlier, Iggy, but you're not going to be on your deathbed and think, well, I regret taking those chances. What you will do is you'll regret the inaction that you sort of experienced or that you chose because of fear. And so ultimately we just need to be able to look at these things understand that things will go wrong, put them in context and use that as part of the learning cycle. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited, you know, for a year from now, we're going to look back on our first event and cringe and be like, man, compared to how much better we're, we're doing things now. Oh my gosh. I can't, <laughs> we can't believe how we started it, but that's the beautiful thing about starting something new and being willing to put yourself out there is not only do you get to learn but the people that you bring with you get to learn and get to watch your journey. And every step along the way, you get to share what you're learning. Like this was a perfect opportunity for us to share with you guys who are listening, what we learned from this. And now you get to be a part of this journey with us. And as we grow and start to reach new levels, you're going to feel like you're a part of it because you're seeing it happen versus those who come into our world where we're at the top of our game. They're not going to have the same kind of relationship with us as those who saw were with us coming up and saw all those little mistakes that we made all those little bloopers and be a part of like that evolution yeah. right it's a special thing when you get to be a part of that process versus seeing the finished product and for me that's always been the thing that drives me the most i love being a part of the beginning of a opportunity i love being a part of the beginning of a project because i like to get my hands dirty and i want to be a part of the building process I want to see it grow. And then once it's finished, then I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not needed anymore. What's the next thing we can build from scratch and like rinse and repeat that process? Yeah. So another thing worth discussing is, you know, obviously us being mentors, we're big advocates of mentorship. Mentorship really is paying to avoid mistakes, paying to get advice from someone that's done before what you're already doing. And we didn't just stumble into this event, although we made you know plenty of mistakes, Jay, you also contacted, you know, one of our friends and colleagues who's had a lot of experience presenting and their support and advice actually made it a much better day. And it was actually really, really good to see them in action, how professional their, you know, performance, you could say, was. So we we took a lot of learning experiences out of that as well. I guess in terms of that, like what specifically did you learn out of having Shane there on the day? Yeah, well. You know, for those who've been following us, you'll know that Shane is, you know, one of our very, very best members. And we really got a mentorship from him um, across the, you know, across the day because this is something that he's done. He's run over 30 live events. Um, He used to run a business model, a business coaching program where he got gym owners into a room and sold them off stage. And 
you know, the fact that we had him there where he was guiding us every step of the way. Um, you know, we haven't done the feedback session yet, but I know we're going to go through and he's taking detailed notes and he's actually going to be able to tell us every single thing that we need to do to be able to improve. So that's another big thing. It's like we had, you know, the best of the best there to guide us. And I think that's another big thing, you know, knowing that, hey, having someone who can, you know, who's already being down the road, who can show you the exact pathway to where you want to be. That's the beauty of mentorship in general. I'm a strong, really, really strong believer in like having somebody in your corner to learn from. And I think a lot of people are afraid to, to put themselves in that position because they're afraid of like getting feedback. You know, they're, they're afraid of criticism. They're afraid of like somebody telling them that what they're doing is wrong. <laughs> you know, it's like if you're afraid to, to learn and like have constructive criticism, you're afraid of growth. You're afraid of evolution. You're afraid of getting better. You'd rather stay stuck where you're comfortable. So I think from us, we're constantly investing in growing mentorship and things like that. Because imagine if we tried to do this event without somebody like Shane in the corner, how bad would it have been? <laughs> what additional mistakes could have occurred? You know, I'm glad we didn't find out. <laughs> exactly. We avoided a lot of potential mistakes, even though we made a lot of mistakes, but just having somebody who's experienced there or that learning curve that we just went through is so much shorter, right? We learned this thing in like 10 days versus maybe spending four to six months trying to still figure out and wrap our mind around how do we, how do we actually do this? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, usually if someone comes into our program and they need to learn ads, you know, AG, he's their trained pilot instructor, basically, how to fly. You're Iggy, you're that, you're that guy for tech. You're that guy for delivery. You're that guy for systems. I'm for sales. Shane was our trained pilot teaching us how to fly the plane that is live events. And I think without him, we po quite possibly would have crashed. So, yeah. you know, it's incredibly important that everybody and us included that we're taking our own advice in the sense that mentorship, coaching, learning, you know, in some form is absolutely essential to your success. And, you know, obviously you can read books and you can watch courses, but often one of the fastest ways to do it is just to have conversations with people and to go back and forth so you know exactly what you should be looking to do and to, to avoid. So the major lessons for anyone who's been listening is, is essentially this, is just to make sure that idealism of perfection does not prevent you being successful. Do not let fear continue to delay your actions and decisions. Get help, get support, take action, even though you might be terrified. And obviously, usually as a result of that, um, you're going to be far more successful and fulfilled in the long run. We'll see you guys on the next episode.